Welcome to the More Than More podcast, education edition, where we help you build a better business. All right. I am joined here by two very important special people. Um, We're going to be talking about the roadmap to success today. Um, And for those of you who don't know, that is our new agent plan. So this is how we help agents build a better business and how we get them off the ground and help launch their businesses in the first year or two. Um, So yeah, I have Teske Vance with me here today, who is our success coordinator. Say hi. Hello. And then I have Thomas Payne with me, who is one of our success coaches. We have many success coaches. He is my first success coach. The OG. The OG of the success coaches. So Hello. Um, hello. Nice. Thank you for joining <clears throat> me, both of you. Um, so yeah, what we're wanting to do today is tell you a little bit more about their roles. Um, and Thomas will be speaking on behalf of all the other success coaches, kind of what they do, what we do um, to support our agents. Um, and then I just kind of want to spend some time just talking about what success looks like for, the, for our agents in this first year or two years of their business as they're kind of under our wing. So, um, so yeah, Thomas, we'll start with you. Uh, give us a little intro into, I mean, just what you, you do as a success coach, kind of the short synopsis version before we dig in a little bit more. So my role as a success coach is really to help with the the basics of buying and selling real estate. So uh, I've been in real estate for nine years. I have a fairly consistent business going. And so my job is to show new agents how to interact with their clients, whether that's with buyer consultations or listing presentations to even more practical showings, uh, how to open a lockbox. Right, Um, the things that they really are scared about but don't want to say. Just the (laughs) basically the client-facing how to make it happen. Okay, good. I like that. That was perfect. All right, and then Teske was a newer addition to um, to the roadmap um, as of this year. Um, And so what what is your success coordinator role? What what does that look like? What do you do? Well, I spend really a lot of time just um, meeting with agents one-on-one, coaching them through what we call our foundation series. Mm -hmm. And so that's really just laying the foundation for building a successful business. And so that can include things like um, talking about our core values and the fact that we do value relationships over transactions, building a relational business in real estate, um, helping them outline and come up with action plans for their five spokes so that they can generate leads. Um, So really just having a lot of those higher level coaching conversations at the beginning um, and then working really closely with the other departments as well as the coaches for that one-on-one more hands-on shadowing kinds of things. And then just making sure that they're getting all of their questions answered, they're getting pointed in the right direction for whatever they might need as they're getting acclimated here at Century 21 tools, resources, the other departments, that kind of thing. Yeah. And what's cool about what you do as well, and we're going to dig into a little bit more of that foundation series, but you can hear that like coordinator, like she is coordinating them through this entire process. And what's cool about what you currently do is that you're actually talking to a lot of these people before they're even on board. So you're kind of a part of the recruiting and growth conversations alongside Whitney. Um, And so you are a person that they are familiar with too when they when they oftentimes when before they join us and they come on board to do all this other roadmap stuff you kind of have some context we kind of you kind of create that bridge for them um so just maybe tell me a little bit about that like that transition from there to from both of those points of view of being that kind of bridge and the connector for them yeah so that's actually really where it all kind of evolved from because that's what I initially um started to do when I came backstage because I'm an an Ankeny agent here for a couple years, but probably about seven or eight months in, uh, Whitney and Dylan asked me about, um, 
the possibility of helping screen for new agents who are just having some of these initial conversations about wanting to get into real estate. And I think they must have saw that I'm totally drinking the Kool-Aid and I love <laughs> C21. And, um, and so I was all in for that. And um, so I came alongside helping Whitney with that initially. And then that's just kind of grown and evolved. And then as agents have then gone through the licensing process, because yeah. a lot of times when I'm first talking with them or when Whitney's first talking with them, they maybe haven't even started that process yet. Yeah, absolutely. And so we help navigate that for them, regardless of whether it's even been decided that they'll be joining Century 21 or not. I think that's just a part of the value that we add in terms of a brokerage and just wanting to see people win and be successful. Uh, But then when we do feel like it is a good fit, because we are selective about who we bring on, um, then when they do join us, I'm one of the first people that they've talked to, and then along the way, they've probably met with a broker at the um, office that they'll be joining in Whitney, um, and then it just seems like it helps bridge the gap, like you said, as far as like me being approachable for them to ask questions and kind of guide them and steer them the rest of the way. Yeah, so you've already started kind of the relationship with them, and it makes it maybe a little less scary when they're like in this no man's land of what in the world do I do now that I have this license, they have somebody to kind of go to and rely on. Um, so tell me a little bit more. Um, we kind of made this shift um, in speaking and thinking about this foundation series, right? Um, and we kind of wanted to break it apart into these are the really the things that we believe will truly help set and build the right foundation for them to succeed and to really build a business run like a business. Um, so just tell me a little bit more. You kind of hit on some of those points along the way. Um, but what does that look like when, when they start here day one? What are some of those foundational concepts and like why, what, what's working really well in that space? Why is it working or not working and um, why is it so foundational? I think one of the things that's working great in that space is that we have consistent messaging going out to every agent who enters our doors. Yeah. And so we've done that through this podcast format and agents are getting probably their first week, they're getting our first and second foundation, which is um, in a podcast format. Dylan and Angela are doing those podcasts for our foundation series. And that's our unique process about building better businesses, what it looks like like to build a better business, Mm -hmm. um, to build a real estate business relationally. Yeah. So they're getting that, those core values and everything right at the beginning that first week. And the format that we have set up is so that they are listening to those on their own, in their own time. Um, many of the podcasts have workbook or worksheets that accompany them so that they have time to jot their questions down, um, put their reflections in writing, those kinds of things. And then we meet to debrief and go over, um, you know, that information, what things stood out to them, what questions do they now have? Yeah. And then really that's just the format for the whole series. Yep. And as we get a little further along, it gets more um, applicable and more concrete, kind of more from that abstract thinking and kind of here's the foundation and here are our beliefs and our yeah. core values yeah, yeah. to here's how we carry those out. Yeah. And so our coaches come in along the way for some of that, like Thomas mentioned, especially with the buyer process and the seller process. Um, but it gets more tangible and concrete as we go. Absolutely. So, yeah, we let them know who we are. Um, we, we help them 
figure out the diversified lead generation strategy through like our, learning about archetypes and five spokes. Um, and you're really helping them um, nail down, what am I going to go do to fill the top of my funnel? Because that's the number one thing that agents need when they start a business is they need to start prospecting leads. for leads, mm-hmm. right? They need leads. Um, and so we're helping them do that as, as quickly as possible. Um, and then our, our whole concept of working by referral is a part of that foundation series. Um, the business forecasting. So how do I keep track of the leads once I have them? Um, how do I convert for the next appointments along the way? And, and then it keeps going on. It keeps going on from there. So um, from there, Thomas, the success coaches do kind of jump in as we have some um, foundation series. They listen to what is it work what it like to work with buyers. They get some idea of the concept and then they go to their coach and they meet on the buy side. Tell me a little bit about, um, they've heard, okay, this is generally what a buy side process looks like. Now they come to sit down with you as the success coach and talk about buyers. What are some of the things you're kind of covering that are the highlights of that meeting? One of the first things that we're going to do with new agents, they've already met with Teske. They've, they've already got the high level, the philosophy behind it. And then they're going to sit down with us and we're going to, I'm going to have a very first thing is going to be a meeting where we're talking about buyer consultations. Yep. We're talking about agency agreements. Yeah. We're talking about what agency is. We're yeah. talking about why it's important to have agency. Yes. And we're going through all of the documentation that you need to have from that buy side um, transaction. Yeah. Right? yeah. <clears throat> we're giving them an opportunity to ask questions. Like I literally will give them the, the buyer packet yeah. and say, hey, read through this and mark down any questions you have and then we'll have our meeting. And then if you have questions, we'll go over it uh, in the meeting. Yeah. Uh, And we're also talking about just the art form of a buyer consultation. Yeah. Because where you're, it's not just about forms and documents and signatures and everything like that. It's also about how to win yourself, how to sell yourself to buyers because you need to have even like uh, probably one of the biggest things new agents struggle with. And I was the same boat is confidence. Like how do Absolutely. I know what I'm doing? What in right? the world do I say? So it's a little this? bit yeah. fake it until you make it, but <laughs> trying to give them as much knowledge as they can about the process. So they can at least start, start. Yeah. yeah. Having that confidence going and yeah. um, being able to s- comfortable to say, yeah, uh, I'll get back to you on yeah. that too. Yeah. But really it's um, how to, how to um, sell yourself yeah. to buyers in the initial consultation or wherever it is that you meet them. Yeah. Like a lot of our new agents start um, prospecting for leads at open houses. Yeah. So how to carry yourself correctly in yeah. an open house, things to do, even getting down to an incredibly practical level, like conversations or practices to um, to keep in mind at showing a house yes, to a good. buyer. Like Perfect. Um, all of those just nitty gritty details. And then we'll have that meeting. And then ideally, they're going to shadow me on yes. a showing. They're going to shadow me on a home inspection or a closing. Or there will even be opportunities for, like, if they're not comfortable in a buyer consultation. Mm-hmm. Or if they're not 100% confident at a showing, like, I can shadow them on mm-hmm. those things for their clients. Yeah, that's perfect. I love that. And so, yeah, it's it's so funny to me because it's all the things that you think when you go through licensing classes and you have your, you know, buying practices class, you're like, oh, this is when they're going to actually teach me how to work with buyers. And then you walk out of there and absolutely nothing. So, I mean, this is really like the nitty gritty of how you actually go about working with buyers. From as simple as opening a lockbox to as complex as... Writing that offer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How to schedule showings, how Mm -hmm. to use all the tools and systems that kind of go along with working with buyers and those kinds of things. Good. Um, And then, yeah, going through the forms, like truly like understanding what the forms are. And again, it's not to, you're not going to walk away from this being like, yes, I've got real estate down, but this is their initial, okay, 
at least I know enough to probably be able to have start having communi- having conversations with clients. And I think what it ends up being is in that meeting, as is your first year of real estate, <laughs> or more. if not the first six months for sure. It's all like it's probably just adding another drop into an already overflowing bucket. Yes, absolutely. Of things that they're learning. Yeah. But if we take that meeting, we we dump all the information on them then, and then we follow that up with a shadowing, yes. with, a, with shadowing yes. a showing, or yes. follow that up with shadowing a home inspection. Yeah. Then that will just solidify it as they watch me go about this practice. That is kind of second nature to me now. Like yeah. after doing this for nine years, then it's like opening a lockbox. I don't even think about it until right. I have to reset my app. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. So yeah, and all those conversations and the importance of shadowing also. I mean, so not just our success coaches, but them being allowed to have the opportunities to follow any veteran agent mm-hmm. is just going to make them that much better because those just what you say, how to communicate with clients, all of that is so vital and so essential. And they really just don't have, I mean, really any idea of where to start. Um, so those experiences along by kind of the being told and being like you said, like we, we dump a lot of information yeah. on them. Um, so we're trying to break it up as much as we can, but then through some of those real life shadowing experiences is really where to learn. Um, so then they listen to, they go do the same thing on the seller side. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, do just like two or three main points of working with sellers. And then um, we'll talk about some of these other department kite coordination meetings that Teske does. Well, it's real similar. Um, yeah. Once we get through, because it's it's e- easier and it's more typical for new agents to get buyer leads before they get seller leads. That's why we do the buyer consultation stuff before. Yeah. And then after they've digested that, in a week or two, we'll come back and we'll do a seller consultation. Yeah. Right? We'll go through how to price a house. Yeah. We'll go to what are the how do you how do you accurately look for comparables and matrix? Yeah. We'll go through the actual listing presentation and the tools and resources we have for uh, yeah. listing presentations. Yeah. Um, even um, common practices for listing a house, like yeah. things to put in agent only remarks. Yeah. Or, good. Um, uh, things to consider uh, telling your sellers about locking up their valuables or anything yeah, like that yeah. uh, when you're listing a house. Again, very, very foundational conversations. And even um, conversation practices to have with your sellers. Yeah. So like I always, I do weekly updates with my sellers and I always encourage my new agents to do the same. Yeah. Whenever you have a seller, you want to establish with them, hey, I'm going to call you or I'm going to whatever you every Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Love it. Um, so then again, ideally they're able to then maybe go meet. We encourage mm-hmm. them to meet with other agents to like mm-hmm. watch them do pricing. Cause that's the number one thing. That's mm-hmm. one of the hardest things in real estate. I think that we do. So we encourage them to meet with agents, see them ha- how they do pricing. We encourage them to follow a shadow, um, a listing presentation or two, just to kind of, again, get comfortable to see it in practice rather than just kind of hearing about it or whatever too. So that's good. Okay. Um, Teske kind of run it back to you alongside they're getting the foundation. They're meeting with their coaches on the essentials of actually working with buyers and sellers. We also connect them to our, in, our incredible transaction support team. Um, so kind of run me through um, what that looks like and what we provide for them when they're meeting with those people. Yeah. So a lot is happening for new agents those first several weeks, especially, mm-hmm. um, probably the first three months, really. Yeah. Um, we have a certain sequence in which we want our agents to connect with their transaction support team because we want it to make as most sense as possible as to where they are in their business. Yeah. So we can't always time perfectly for that, but yeah. we try to adjust. And so we will set up a time for them to have training with their agent services coordinator with their transaction coordinator, 
um, to meet with Megan Bark from Relocation so she can talk about e-leads and moxie leads and, and all of that yep, stuff. Yep. Um, as well as they're going to be me- meeting with marketing right off the bat because of headshots and business cards and signs and those kinds of things. And um, I think some of the feedback we get is it's a, a lot of people and it's overwhelming, uh, but it's important that we do that in the sequence that we do so that we can keep them engaged with the people who are really pertinent to their business and and helping them to build a successful business. And so I think especially once they get that first pending, um, their meeting with their transaction coordinator is huge because then it all starts to, oh, that's what that was about. Or this is, you know, and I think that's very true of a lot of, um, what we do. We're planting lots of seeds. We're giving tons of information yeah. and um, it starts to kind of grow and come together once they have a couple transactions under their belt. And yeah. so um, it's important that we establish all of that early on so that we can continue to connect the dots for them yeah. as they go. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's a lot at once, but it is, um, thought through very carefully and strategically. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is a method to the madness. Yeah, I there promise. really is. Yeah. Um, and it starts to come together and make sense for them once they have those first couple transactions. Yeah. And so, and again, as like the coordinator and our coaches, like everyone does kind of work together and kind of knows what's going on around that. So we can, like, here's kind of what's next, right? Like, here's what you should be expecting. And as the coordinator, Tusky, that's kind of, I mean, every time you're meeting, like, here's where you're at and here's where you're going. Just those reminders be like, we, we really do have you. And this, this is a process. This is a journey we know we're throwing a lot at you. Just hang in there. Yeah. And some of that I think comes back to another thing that we do right off the bat is we have every agent do a Colby assessment. And so, um, depending on if they are a high fact finder or a quick start or not, um, you're going to have different personalities and different, um, just challenges that, that come up with that. Um, and so it's important for like our success coaches. One of the things that we talk about is, each of their agents Colby's so yeah. that we can know how we can best coach them. And, Oh, this makes sense as to why um, this person is wanting all this information right yeah. now. They're a super high fact finder. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so it helps us understand too, how we can um, best support that agent. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Thomas, uh, just what, what would you say is the favorite thing about your favorite thing about what you get to do as a success coach? Mm, that's a great question. Um, I, love I and I talk about this with my clients too I love the educational aspect of real estate yeah absolutely um I love uh, I don't know if it's I, I don't I don't it, it's just part of my character I think but I just love the ability to teach other people yeah um and so I think running through this process with the new agents explaining it um not only benefits them I, I feel like I get to pour into somebody which yeah. I appreciate yeah but it also kind of keeps reminding me of the fundamentals of the business and why <laughs> oh, yeah I should like, be doing oh, yeah, that this is why I sign agency <laughs> yeah. Or, um, absolutely yeah that's definitely beneficial to me as well I agree it made I, I agree it made me a better real estate agent when I first jumped into because yeah. you're like oh yeah <laughs> and I also get I'm also um somewhat synergistic too yeah and so even when like when a when a new agent gets their first pending and they're writing their offer and just some of the things that I learned over the years for negotiation strategies or um, mistakes that I made in my um, my real estate career or writing my first offer uh, that's something that I enjoy being able to to synergize with them and to give them feedback and kind of watch the light 
the lights turn on right. in their it's minds great. as they're working with their clients. Yeah, it's good. And yeah, so like, I mean, another role of the success coach really is that the crucial transaction support in their yeah. first few firsts, right? So like yeah, their at least first the first offers. two offers. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I tell them that I want to review. Yeah. I'll even like uh, uh, just making sure that I have kind of my, th- my thumb in yeah, that pie. Right. Inspection um, statements, listing yep. contracts, all those kind of firsts. Mm-hmm. That's good. Awesome. Which is like, Looking back to when I started real estate, I had a mentor, but when I wrote my first offer, I had literally <laughs> met my clients at Panera and had a table set up for my clients and then another table set up that I would like run back and forth to, to call my mentor <laughs> to be just like, wait, what does this mean? Or what? And it's scary, needless right? to say, they didn't use me when they sold their house. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so hoping to eliminate that. Yes. We're here to support because it's for, hard. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're helping them fill out legal, I mean, our clients fill out legal documents. It's yeah. scary. So, yeah. all right, Tusky, what's the favorite, what's your favorite part of what you do? I think my favorite part, um, really is just encouraging our new agents. I am so fulfilled in this role when I see them win. Yes. And I just love celebrating with them. Um, I mean, even beyond hap- happy hour. I do like love happy it. hour. That's, that's, that's a fun a, part of my job. That's immediately what I thought of. It's just like, yes. That is a fun part of it. Um, it's not appropriate for all of our agents. I should say that. Um, but I do love just encouraging them, being their cheerleader, um, seeing them win, celebrating with them. Um, and I, and I feel like along, you know, with what Thomas said, the educational aspect of it, I feel like I have the ability to help empower them. And so that's, I think that just kind of goes back to kind of my roots too. I was a social worker before real estate. And so, um, just seeing people empowered to do something amazing. It just, I don't know. It's just really rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we get to work there for them in the hard times too, right? Like kind of working, helping them through, um, some of the not so great parts of real estate and giving them, like you said, the encouragement to like to keep going. So that's, that's really good. Yeah. And I think, um, because of the way we have the foundation series set up and, um, the one-on-one time that I get with agents right off the bat, um, I tend to develop a, a really close rapport, I feel like. And yeah. so I've had um, lots of agents confide things in me that I just really think it's a privilege that they feel comfortable sharing. Yeah. Um, and it helps me to know how I can better so, yeah, help absolutely. and support. And so I really do appreciate that. And, and um, it means a lot to me that they trust me like that. Absolutely. Cool. That's so good. So let's shift gears here off of the roadmap a little bit. I'm still focusing on our new agents. I want to talk a little bit about what success looks like um, here within our walls, right, specifically, but then in general in this industry in real estate as a new agent trying to build their business, kind of just some ideas of what success looks like. Um, So we have um, two um, really important spaces that we, well, maybe even three important spaces that we really encourage our new agents to be a part of. Um, so we have C21 Connect that is mainly for our new, new agents in that first year and then in their second year as well. Um, and then, of course, there are team meetings at each of their local offices. And then I will also say we encourage them, well, I kind of require them to go through a Buffini course in their first six months as well. Um, that's really, you know, building those um foundations, again, kind of going back to that word of how to work your business by referral and really digging into the Buffini process and system, whether you're a networker, prospector, converter, or marketer, um, 
that is something that is one of our, you know, big beliefs or whatever. Um, so yeah, just talk to me a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk Thomas from the success coach side, um, or even from your experience when you're a new agent, right? Um, why is that connect space? Why are team meetings just in general? Why are those in-person spaces so important for our new agents? Oh man, I wish that connect was around when, when oh. you and I were new agents, right? Because I think one of the biggest benefits of connect. So the team meeting, great. I love as a, as an agent brand new or experienced. I think the team meetings are awesome because there's so many great case studies that happen there. Yeah. There's, there's, um, and we have a great team environment here at Century 21 that I think is just um, expressed in the team meeting, which is super fun. Um, but as a brand new agent, yeah. when you're looking at some, when you're sitting in the same room as some of our top producers, asking, hey, um, what is earnest money? Like that's <laughs> or like uh, seems like a question you don't want to like ask. A, like a more intimidating question. Yeah, and that's why I think Connect is is super cool yeah. because it gives agents the a safe space to be able to be like, hey, this might be a dumb question, <laughs> but, uh, and ask it anyway yeah. and not feel embarrassed because yeah. somebody's going to ask another they, question. Somebody else doesn't know either. You're going to know the answer to that. Yeah. You're going to like, oh man, I can't believe they didn't know that. <laughs> and uh, so it's ju- it just creates that safe space. And I think that's really cool with Connect. And it, <clears throat> I think uh, another really cool part of Connect is, yeah, it's kind of, recommended mandatory for <laughs> yep. new agents to, to attend, attend yeah. for the first two years. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of the feedback that we've been getting is from our second year agents yeah. as they're like, well, I don't, I, I didn't know I was supposed to still go to connect. I didn't know if I was necessarily getting as much value right. from connect, which is kind of Great. awesome. That's that like our they, job, right? They feel like they're experienced enough that they don't need that space after yeah. their first year, yeah. which is amazing. But then it's cool to have those second year agents still in connect because then they still have the time to be able to put into it and they know they're, it's fresh what it was like for their first year and they can come back and still provide wisdom to those in, that are in their first two months of real estate. Yeah, they get to be the veteran voices in the room and we need them, right? Yeah. I don't remember yeah. what your question was. No, that was really good. No, the okay. importance of those, insp- you did a great job. Okay, cool. Okay, Tesky, anything more to say? I mean, I'll kind of kind of bounce this back and forth, but anything more to say on those in-person spaces that um, we really highly encourage our agents to go to consistently? I just, I mean, I echo everything Thomas said. I can remember very clearly feeling super intimidated my first team meeting mm-hmm. Um and more at home and connect. Yeah. But I think um, I wasn't alone in that. Um, that's a very common feeling for new agents. And I would say just keep coming because being present and being engaged, it, you absorb so much that first year, especially, but I'm um, ongoing. I mean, real estate is something I think people who've been in it five, 10 years, decades, will say they're constantly learning Learning. because the market is constantly shifting and the variables are always changing. And um, so we learn so much from each other, but I think being present and and being engaged um, are so important. And those are some amazing spaces to do that. Um, And I will say just observation, like I don't have numbers in front of me or anything, but I can say confidently that the new agents who are spending time in the office who are, um, you know, just using our in and out spaces here around meeting other agents um, who have offices in the buildings or who are coming to everything, yeah. they're they're getting opportunities. They're yes. keep, I mean, the agents who are around or that maybe need someone to do a showing, they're asking that person to go right. do the showing. Absolutely. And so I feel like um, the people who are around present engaged are 
have lots of awesome opportunities coming their way. Um, so that's another reason to, to just be to, around, to be there um, yeah. and to be present. And then as far as like Buffini goes, I will say, I think it is crucial to agents businesses because it's, because it is so action oriented yeah and there's such a level of accountability yeah. um, with your classmates and with the instructor that if you are coming and you're doing the action items you will have business you will yes. and so it seems silly to not make that a priority yeah I will echo that sentiment for sure I was able to take it within my first three months of being here um, and I 100 percent think my business didn't even happen and start until I started those action items. It was so clear. And that was what set me up for success in the long run. So, um, okay. And from well, like the yeah. opposite of that, I also took the Buffini course. It was it peak producers. Yeah, it I was think, peak producers back then. Yep. Yeah. So I, I also took peak producers within a couple of months after I started Yeah. and I didn't do the action items. I was a little <laughs> like I was a lazy 23 year old or 22 year old. <laughs> And I didn't do the action items and I like didn't have that great year of first year of real estate. Yeah. And it wasn't until I actually like went back and started, started to apply the, yeah. the the action Good. steps that we learned that I started getting more business. That's amazing. Weird. Looky there. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> that happens. Yeah. Uh, there's a do, reason we do these. Yep. What's that? Um, okay. So number one, new one, number one fear, a new agent. So let's start with you, Tusky, because you're meeting them through the recruiting process into licensing, getting licensed, all of those things. Number one fear, new agents vocalize. And I'm going to have a similar question for you next, Thomas. So kind of start thinking, what are they most worried about? I think they're worried about um, failure. They don't necessarily call it that, but some of the things that they share with me um, just kind of allude to that. And I think Two, uh, feeling like an imposter. I talk oh my with, with my people a lot about imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, kind of what Thomas was saying earlier, that building confidence, fake it till you make it. Like, you you have so much time as a new agent. Like, become an expert on real estate. Like, know your market. Do the research. Like, take mm -hmm. in all the content that you can. That will help with that. Yeah. Um, but two, I think one of the things that um, I see a lot and I kind of have to pull it out of people, but it's there. Um, and I experienced it myself is the whole comparison oh, yes. situation. So when true. you are starting around the same time as other new agents and you see somebody else already has three pendings and you don't have anything going like, oh my gosh, I must be doing something wrong. I'm a failure. I suck at this. Why am I even a realtor? Like you let all of These that are negative the inside of your head. Yes. For sure. And what you speak to yourself is, you know, it just how, how you then act. And so you have to put a different dialogue in your head about it. You have to keep trying. You just have to keep, you know, putting your nose down and doing the work, do yes. the calls, do the notes, do the pop buys, and it will come. And I promise you, you will be so proud of yourself, but don't get, you know, just try not to get wrapped up in all of that comparison trap because it will, it will eat Downward you alive. And, yeah, exactly. Do you tell them that they also will run into that when they've been in the business <laughs> when they're almost a nine veteran. years. <laughs> yeah, it, Just it a doesn't random go time away. Period, but <laughs> yeah, so true. Focus on the activities, not the results. Focus on the things you can control, which is the activities. Put your nose down. Um, get that out of your head. Put your nose down and keep keep doing what you can. So then, Thomas, when they're working with you and your main role is that shadowing buyers and sellers, their first few transaction questions, um, common questions or concerns that you get as a success coach. Uh, 
questions and concerns. Um, a, a lot of it, I think, has to go, does boil down to their lack of confidence. Yeah. And once new agents have gone through the the pathway to success, or what's it called? The Foundation Mastery, whatever, 100 Days to Greatness. Foundation yes. Series. Yes, in Foundation Series. Yes. yes, once they've gone through that, they know they know what to do. They know the activities that they're supposed to do. They have their five spokes. Yeah. They have, and but I have, uh, the thing that I experience the most is just yeah. they're scared to do it. Yep. And I'm, I I haven't dived into necessarily why. Uh, like, they're, they're afraid that they're going to sound dumb. Yeah. They're afraid that they're going to uh, sound too salesy. Imposter syndrome, too, I think yep, is a lot of it. It's imposter syndrome. Yeah. They just don't, um, they don't want to do the activities for those reasons. Yeah. And so um, that's, uh, and so a lot of the questions and concerns that I end up getting from these new yeah. agents yeah. are usually centered around that. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, I was going to make a video, but, uh, you know, I wasn't sure about content. What what kind of content yeah. can I do? Yeah. Or um, I wasn't like, uh, even with like inspection items or something like that, they're just, they're just, um, they get in their own head about yeah. it too much. Yeah. Yeah. There's some insecurity there. Yeah. And Absolutely. I think that it's just a matter of not to sound harsh, but like, yeah, you probably will sound dumb sometimes yep. <laughs> or you yep. are going to get the wrong answer. And Hey, I've done it too. And just last week I talked to Dylan about a situation and, um, really the main takeaway was don't over own it. Like mm-hmm. keep yes. moving, like yes. just keep doing it because you can't, um, you're not going to be perfect your first few times. Mm-hmm. Like it takes practice. You have to do it. You like have to bump your shins a You have bit, to right? do real estate to be able to um, gain that experience and yep. to to get better. Yeah. Either way, like um, some of these, I'm thinking some of these other podcasts with the, some of our top agents and stuff, like they went through it too, right? Yep. And with that, you have to get the reps in. So it's, you know, you have to be ready to, you have to take the risk and jump because you're not going to get better unless you're going to go do. Um, so yeah, yeah. Just do as best, Just do, do the best you can. And we, honestly, that's why we're here. Like you have a support team behind you. So utilize us, ask questions. Um, but you can never know it all, <laughs> especially in your first six to 12 months. Like there's just no way until you just go start doing and figure it out as you go. I think the, the biggest difference I see between new agents who are successful versus it, like in their terms, in conventional terms of success, right. like more sales, whatever, yes, yes. versus new agents who aren't as conventionally successful Yep, is the agents who are more conventionally successful. They, they're just doing it and they're making they're tons it. of mistakes. Like they're <laughs> like so many wrong things, Yeah, but you know what? But then they're they, doing it. They own it. And, they're learning and then they're just it. like, they're Oh, learning. maybe that was wrong. And then they, then they, they learn it. from it. They fix it yes. and they move forward yes. and their clients respect them for it. Yeah. And yeah, so I think that's the biggest difference yeah. I see. And one of my all-time, I mean, seriously, one of my all-time favorite phrases that we reiterate to our new agents and that we have to tell ourselves all the time too is being okay saying, I don't know, but I'm going to go find out. Yeah. Like be the agent who is like, don't say something you really don't know. I don't know, but I'm going to go find out mm-hmm. and then actually go find out and follow mm-hmm. up. Like you'll win so many, so many clients and just transactional experiences doing that. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, a couple other, I like this kind of what, what success looks like. Um, a couple just random thoughts as a kind of, we're looking at some of these different groups of people that are coming on board right now. Um, how important is your background? Like where you came from, what you did prior to real estate, Tusky, I'll kind of throw this at you. Um, you, you, do you only win if you've done these things in your past or, I mean, does that have anything to do correlate with what we're doing now in real estate? 
I literally just had a conversation on Zoom today with someone interviewing brokerages um, who is through the licensing process and um, talked to him about how what's important to us and the agents that we bring on is that they're good human beings. We can um, train people how to do processes and paperwork and sales even, but if you don't jive with our positive culture and want to see people win and have an abundance mindset... Um, that's, that's kind of a deal breaker. And so I think to your question, no, you don't have to be a previous salesperson. I was a social worker who wanted to give everybody everything for free, which is (laughs) not really a good salesperson. Um, so good, but I like to problem solve and I like to get people resources and I like to help people and I like to help them navigate this process um, and life transition and all of that. And so I think no matter where you come from, if you love people and you care about people and relationships, then this is an amazing business. Yeah. I, yeah, hundred percent agree. Thomas and dad there. Uh, I took a different perspective on that. I completely agree with what you're, you're saying and does it, does it uh, matter? No, but obviously there are certain agents who are who live grew up in the Des Moines area. Oh yeah, that it's like they they already have built-in connections. It's a oh, little bit I like easier. that. That's a good perspective. Um, yeah, it's the people who aren't. They can be just as just as successful. They just have to you know, figure they, it out a little. They just different. have to work a little harder for yeah. it. Uh, like I wasn't from here, and I started real estate right after I graduated college. And I don't know if you know this, but most college graduates who just graduated aren't really looking to buy a house. And so, like, I had to work <laughs> a little sphere, bit harder. Your sphere, your database. Yeah, my sphere yes. was just different. Yeah. And so some yeah. people. Good. And but at the end of the day, does it matter? No. It just means some people have to work differently. Yes, absolutely. That's good. That's a good point to bring up. It. And I yeah, can also mention people who did live and grow up in the Des Moines area, they have their own set of challenges too. Oh, absolutely. Like people... They can't just sit back on their laurels either. Yeah, people (laughs) knew them when they were running around the neighborhood causing (laughs) havoc, you know, whatever. So they have to now prove to them, yes, I am an adult. I am capable of doing this. A trusted advisor, a competent consultant. Yeah, that's good. Okay, I like it. That was a good different take on that perspective. Okay. Um, To just kind of... Agents coming in, we're growing in our team space so much. Um, So we definitely are wanting to bring in new agents who are wanting to do this solo and run and fly and do it on their own, build their own real estate business. Um, We also have agents who are starting out in the team space. Um, Just speak to me a little bit about um, what, yeah, I mean, the pros and cons, I guess, of that would be just like you were saying, like neither is easier or harder, honestly. Um, But how, what is, how's it working, I guess, with where we're at and what would you say? agents? Well, first I would say every team is so different. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, um, you know, I've had lots of conversations with agents who um, join us solo and then wonder, well, should I have joined a team or why wasn't I chosen for a team or, you know, that kind of thing. And um, really like my message to them is it's totally your business decision. It is up to you what you want to Um, attain in this career and what your goals are and your individual situation, you know, kind of like what Thomas was talking about, your sphere, all of those things, I think, play a role on whether you, you know, a team is right for you or not. Um, But I would just caution people to think that there's only one way of doing it. Um, You have to look at your individual um, goals and plan and, and then do the research and find out the information to know if that's the right fit for you. Yeah, good. 
yeah, I would say that's good. Anything else to add there? And again, I think this goes back to the comparison thing, right? Earlier, um, we sometimes have agents that are, you know, maybe comparing themselves to what other people mm-hmm. are doing elsewhere. The grass is always greener, right? So just kind of anything else to add there on the teams versus doing it so low. Well, I'll say I, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I tend to have a bit of a soft spot for agents who are doing it so low because that's how I did it. Me too, yeah. And uh, I th- and like there's, um, depending, like, and like you said, team structures are all different, but mm-hmm. somebody who's out there on their own making it happen, I tend to have a little bit of a soft spot because I can empathize with them. Yeah, more. absolutely. And th- you know, when we started teams weren't, they were a thing, but they weren't not really. Thing. Yeah. So, uh, there, that wasn't really an option for us. And I think I've told you this before, if I were starting all over again in 2022, I would probably explore the team option because Absolutely. It, there's a lot of value and benefits that come along with that. Um, it depend like regardless of the team structure. Yeah. Um, but it at the end of the day, it just depends upon what Tes- what Teske was saying. It depends yeah. upon you as the individual. Yep. Um, how you want to operate your business. Yep. How what success looks like to you. Yep. And um, also if you want to explore the team route, it depends upon the kind of team that you're looking Absolutely. for, how you mesh with the team leader, with yeah. the other team members. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot more to consider uh, between like, this is the best and this is not. It just, yeah. it's so individualized. Absolutely. Those it are, really, really is. Good. And I think one thing I would add too is um, Angela, Whitney, and I, we're in close communication with the team mm. leaders when a new agent comes on to know what elements of our roadmap they want us to be sure to coach on too. And mm-hmm. so even, you know, Century 21 as a whole, yes, we have these teams within our company, but we're all working really closely together to give no matter what, that yeah. agent the best experience and, and coaching and training possible. And so um, it is very tailored and individualized. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, I want to wrap up with kind of two questions here. Um, so wrapping up this, like, what does success look like? Um, what do, without naming any names, but you, you, you know who you're kind of, who's popping to your head as far as like when we've seen successful agents and, um, you know, those who really get launched quickly. Um, what do those people have in common? If you can give them some common threads, some common traits, and typically it's not personality traits, it's just the things that they're doing. What would you say that those people have in common? Written and expressed goals. Oh, that's good. So success is different for everybody. Okay. Uh, some people it's entirely, this is how much money I want to make. Yeah. Some people it's, this is the work-life balance I want to create. Yeah. Some people is, this is the, this is what I, what I want to accomplish with whatever it is that I do with this business. Yeah. But the thing that I have found that separates the successful from the not as successful is they know what success looks like for them. Yeah. And the only way to do that is write it down yeah Yeah. have figured out have goals yeah Yeah. and I would add to that too like the I mean behind that is your why like Mm -hmm. why am I even doing this why Mm -hmm. real estate I mean that can then help lead to like what does that Mm -hmm. success look like for you because everyone's measure of success is completely different Mm -hmm. um so don't measure it against somebody else's that's good written goals love it what else do this this the successful have in common Yeah, what came to my mind was accountability. Mm -hmm. I think the people who are engaged and present and showing up and um, you notice when they're not there or you ask them about their business and they have an answer. And so I think, yeah, just that whatever that level of accountability is, whether it's through one-on-one meetings with Angela or myself or or their coach um, that they've initiated in addition to what, you know, they're already doing on their roadmap. Yeah. um, I think that, you know, the people who are really 
demonstrating success are taking the initiative to hold themselves accountable. Yeah, good. I like that a lot. And I think some of the things that you guys have said before, as we are just kind of listening for some other keywords there, they're doing the work. They're, you know, they're taking that leap of faith because they just got to go somewhat. They've just got to go figure it out. Um, They are around, not in only the context of the spaces that we're creating, but just being around, hearing the conversations, asking the questions, all of those things that you'd mentioned earlier too, Teske. That's good. And I would say they're grateful and they're not complaining. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is is so easy Uh, to fall into that because real estate can be stressful and so oh my goodness. you know yes you do need a time to vent sometimes mm-hmm. and you got to have someone you know who you trust to to do that with but yeah. then eventually you've got to just brush that off and be positive and keep moving forward yeah. and I with that takes a little bit of um humility mm-hmm. You don't know what you don't know. So just be willing and open, be coachable, um, be willing to listen to the other people who have stumbled and learn from their mistakes, which is another beauty like of why connect is so um, crucial. I think maybe you you had something else that popped in your mind, Thomas. Did I cut you off? Uh, It's gone now. Okay, that's okay. okay. All right. If you think of it, we'll come back to it. All right. I was probably just going to echo Teske because I think she's absolutely right. Yeah, good. Um, So last, last thing. Um, We were all new agents at one point. Um, We've all figured this business out. We've all done it solo um, on our own. I love how as soon as you said we were all new agents at at one one point, point. Teske and I were both kind of just like, had like remorseful, almost like embarrassed smiles (laughs) on our face because we're just like oh yeah we made some yeah oh i'm over here thinking i still feel new yeah i know know. it's okay i get it um but yeah so looking at your new self and like Mm -hmm. those thoughts that you were just having that developed whatever facial expressions that i didn't Mm -hmm. see um what do you wish you would have known if you can tell your one month old thomas agent self one month old tusky agent self um hey this right what would you want to tell yourself um, that you really didn't maybe get until later on. I mean, these are the things you can't do anyway, but what would you say to yourself, anybody that's ready? How much time do we have? <laughs> uh, I know, right? Uh, there, there's an element where real estate hasn't changed. Like our, the way that we sell houses hasn't changed. There's been different nuances, but it all comes down to the fundamentals, which, yeah. is, which is people. Right. Yeah. This is a people business. There's different ways that you can do this business, but at the end of the day, it's people. Mm-hmm. And so, if I like when I look back on my new agent year careers, like I was still getting the same messaging, like the Brian Buffini calls yeah. those Popeyes. Yeah. Yeah. The getting in the path of business. Yeah. All of that was the mess. Like that's the messaging that we're doing today. We've just we fleshed it out. Yeah. And we've made it. We've added more accountability, and we've added a much better team structure around it than what yeah. we had. Yeah, absolutely. We've made it easier for new agents and yet the struggles are still the same. Yeah. And so if I were going to go back to, to a month old Thomas <laughs> or something, I'd be like, just freaking do it. Yeah. Like, so that's one thing. And then I'd also say it gets easier. It does. It gets a lot easier. And I, um, part of that is I, once you've been doing it so long, it, it becomes a habit. It yeah. becomes a little bit more second nature, a l- yeah. little less forced. You little start having a little less, more confident. Yep, exactly. More confidence. And uh, so it becomes a little bit easier. And then, you know, as you're, as you're selling real estate, once you're past year two or three, or for me, it was like I had to finish three years before this happened. Yeah. But then like people started saying, oh yeah, Thomas, uh, he's a realtor that I use. I started having a little yes. bit more repeat business Yeah. and it just referrals came a little bit 
more naturally. I yeah. got a lot more comfortable asking for referrals. Yeah. yeah. And it, so uh, yeah. just do the freaking work <laughs> and it gets easier. I love that. Those are really great. Okay. Chesky. Yeah, I think for me, a big thing, and honestly, I still struggle with it at times, but I have gotten much better, is not to be too emotionally involved Mm. in the transaction um, and what's going on. You know, if something goes awry and, um, you know, my client didn't get this whatever grant funding for their financing, and oh, no, should I give them $5,000? No, you shouldn't. (laughs) You know, those kinds of things. Um, I've never had that thought. (laughs) (laughs) No, just I think just not getting too, like, emotionally enmeshed in the whole thing and being the the voice of reason and focusing on the things that I can control. um, Because... You know, when it's your first, second, third transaction, I mean, it consumes you. And yeah. so um, you have to be able to strike a balance with that. And so um, you can't want it more than they do. Right. Like that's our right. over emotional investment. You can't want it more than they do. Right. Right. And at the same time, you want a paycheck. Yeah. maybe. And yeah. so <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a hard struggle yeah. when you're when you're early on. But yeah. um, so that's a big thing. And then I think too, just um, the comparison thing was yes. hard for me at the very beginning and just feeling like, um, gosh, am I ever going to get this? Is this ever going to um, take off? And um, I remember I can look back my first year, probably 30% of my business came from other agents. Yeah. Um, yep. Shout out to Jess Gilligan, uh, <laughs> Brian Geis, like they were people, Angela, people who gave me referrals or who shared some business with me because I covered for them. And um, that was huge for me. And that was important. And at the time, I was feeling like, gosh, am I a charity case? <laughs> and I'm like, no, they trust me. I've proven myself. Yeah, I have, absolutely. Um, you know, built trust with them. Because you showed up. And you're and around. And I was there. You're an option. You around. I was around. there. Yeah. Yep. And so... I, I won't forget that, and I will always be, you know, someone who, back then I was saying, I'm going to be that person someday who, who sends business to new agents' way. Um, and so just, you know, don't get so wrapped up in that. Just keep focusing on what's ahead of you and do the work because it will come. All right, very good. Love that. Okay, that's, I think that's a perfect way to end. I don't think we need anything else. Good. Thanks for both for being here. This is really great. Thank you for joining us today. For more episodes, resources, and show notes, head to morethanmorepodcast.com.